0: Hey, you. Yes, you. Are you listening on your phone? Okay, good deal. Go ahead and do me a favor. Hop on social media and follow the Camp Kids podcast, especially on Instagram. I am wanting to continue to build this community and to start sharing ideas and even some sneak peeks. Do you want to contribute to the show without having to sit down and interview? This is definitely for you. I'll be posting polls and questions for listeners to be able to share, what they would like to hear on this podcast. So please go and like us and follow us and share it out to all your friends. Hey, Camp Kids, welcome back to the Camp Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bob, and I'm on a mission to bring together a community of camp people from all around the world. Whether you are currently in your camp career or it's been a while since you've been at camp, when you're with us, you're at home. Today, we are meeting Dumbo, who shares her experiences at different Girl Scout camps as a camper and also as a staff member. I met Dumbo when she was a camper at one of my home camps, and I have watched her grow up and become an amazing counselor. This last summer didn't go as planned, but she explains how she and Turtle turned an unexpected camp closing into a magical summer at a new camp. So, without further ado, let's meet Dumbo. Dumbo! Hi! Oh my goodness, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing so good. Welcome to the Camp Kids (laughs) Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Absolutely. Um, Can you tell us who you are and where you're speaking to us from today? My name's Dumbo. I am currently in
1: Kansas City. Uh, I've lived in Kansas City for eight years now. Tell us about your encouraged me in two thousand and eleven but it was called Camp Indian Creek. Well, they closed down in 2013 when a lot of camps were being closed down. If they hadn't been closed down, I'm sure they would have changed their name. Um, and then I made it to Camp Finbrook, uh, which I'm sure you guys have heard a little bit about on this podcast. <laughs> I came there at 2014 and I was a camp aide there for about three years. And then 2017, I started the
0: counselors and training program. Since I've known you for a long time, <laughs> but I for our listeners here, because we've had a chance to like work together, and I have seen you essentially kind of grow up. Um, yeah, so it's been a wonderful thing, at least for me to see. So, talk about your experience as a staff member. Where have you worked at, and in kind of what positions? I have
1: worked at at Fimbroke and Latonka. It's their two camps that they have remaining. I was the uh, an assistant unit leader and a lifeguard when I worked there for my first year and then my second year I got more certification so then I started doing high ropes and low ropes as well on top of lifeguarding and all the waterfront stuff along with being an an AUL. I was certified in just about everything you can be certified in so figuring out breaks was real fun and then I also worked up in Iowa at Camp Sacagawea where I did basically the same thing. I was an assistant unit leader and I still had my lifeguard certification and I only did low ropes there um, because I wasn't trained on their high ropes course or I would have. I was originally going to work at Finbrook again in 2022, but some things happened with council and money issues. A resident camp wasn't happening like it usually would. And so uh, within a week of us prepping to, you know, go back to camp and getting it all set up, I got hired at a camp in Iowa. (laughs) So yeah, I left gsmh and went to iowa all within this span of a week everything
0: happened really fast and kind of crazy yeah and feel free to correct me if i'm wrong it was from my understanding it was very close to camp when they had said mm-hmm. we're not offering camp this year
1: i want to say it was may 20th turtle and i were planning on going down there on the 22nd very quick turnaround and then by the 25th I believe I
0: was in Iowa oh my goodness yes (laughs) and I'm so 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 glad that you were able to go to Camp Sacagawea and experience that I hate the circumstances of which you had to do that yeah but I'm so glad that you got to go see what a camp like that is like I would like you to talk about your experience going through that transition because I'm sure that there's some other listeners that are out there that maybe didn't have as quite as quick of a turnaround as you but were kind of forced or at least had to make a choice of if they were going to continue to do camp they were going to have to go elsewhere can you kind of talk about that a little bit I had gone from camp for almost 10 years
1: was really hard um you know a lot of traditions were there you know a lot of counselors that I had made friends with and uh, experiences that I had come to love and wanted to pass on I came from Camp Finbrook and then to move to to a different state for a whole entire summer. I had never been to Iowa before last summer. So that was a big change. But I think what really helped me with the transition between camps was that I had Turtle with me. Turtle and I went together. We, we carpooled up to Iowa and we were besties all summer long. We were attached to the hips, spent every weekend together, all breaks that we could possibly manage together. So I think having Turtle there was a big reason that I felt comfortable leaving my my home base uh, camp. But I also was worried because I was originally going to be the program director at Fenbrook that summer. And so I knew going to a different camp would also change my position and that I would be taking a step down from what job I was planning on having all summer. And we'd already put in a lot of time and effort into that camp season for Fenbrook to happen. So it was a lot of hard feelings of all this effort that we had planned. And we had all these great plans of all these trainings we were going to do, all these all camps and themed dinners and the list goes on and on. And we were just so excited to make the summer ours. Um, Turner and I were just, gonna, we were going to be a big duo. O'Malley was going to be there. It was just going to be fantastic. And next thing we knew, we were in a different state. And we were still trying to kind of cope with the loss, not having our, our summer that we had planned. With all these ideas we had come up with and been talking for over about two months, we had been planning the summer. And so there had been a lot of pre-thought into it. We were coming into a new space, meeting all these new people, Uh, Turtle knew some people, and so that helped kind of transition. And then none of the regular counselors there, but the international counselors were already there at Camp Sacagawea. And so we were able to kind of be slowly introduced to new new staff members, which I think that also helped uh, make us feel more comfortable because the international staff, they had never been to Camp uh, Sacagawea before. And learning together and so even though we had been to camp before, and you know we knew some songs the hard part about camp Sacagawea was the songs they, they were just so slightly different than the songs we would sing at Fenbrook. they would be the same words but they'd be to a different beat or they would be the or they'd be different words to what beat i knew and it would just would throw us off and turtle and i would just look at each other and be like did that just happen you know, did they say this and not that? And, uh, so that took um, some time to get used to. And we were just going through a lot of emotions. I think staff training, speak of campers, it was, little, it was a little bit of a tough transition. But I think in the end, it was such a great uh, choice to go out there and really get to a new experience. And it was really, really fun to meet international uh, counselors. I still talk to some of them uh, almost on a daily And it's just also interesting to see people from a different state and uh, from a different camp that had different traditions. And so I know if they had gone, come to our camp, I'm sure they would have gone through some of the same kind of shock that we did of how things were done. Um, And it just took a minute to get used to the new way. We talked about, you know, with my schooling, I know that last summer was my last summer. And I had a good feeling that that was going to be my last chance to have a, a summer at camp. I knew I wanted to do camp no matter what, even if it was going to be a little bit different. It has been such an influential piece of my life that I've been doing for over 10 years now, every moment of it, that I want at least one more good year behind me. And so I knew I was going to have to figure out something, to, somehow to do camp. Like really glad Turtle came with me well, I came with her. I don't know. We both went together. <laughs>
0: You ladies definitely made lemonades out of lemon. I mean, oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Actually given by Turtle. Um, I absolutely love Turtle with all my heart and my soul and every
1: being in my body. I love her to death. And I'm so glad that I got to work with her as a staff member. Because um, last year is actually the first time I had uh, worked on staff with her. I'd only uh, been with her as a camper over last summer. It was my first year at Finnbrook So 2014. I was a camp aide, and I had never been to Fenbrook before. I actually thought it was closer to Kansas City and not in Springfield. Uh, I didn't even know where it was located when I first went there. Because there's a different camp, like, five minutes away from my uh, house that is called Heartland. And so I assumed, with it being in Girl Scouts of Missouri Heartland, that it had to be the same camp. Um, (laughs) It doesn't make sense. But 14-year-old me said yes. That's how locations work. I didn't realize it went from a five minute trip to a three and a half hour but I still loved it and went back year after year after year and so Turtle was kind of giving uh, me and this other camp aid. there was only three of us that summer or for that week and but one came like later that night or something for some reason. So there was just two camp aids there and Turtle was just kind of giving us the lowdown of when we needed to ring the wake up bell um, on our way to the uh, lodge to get ready for breakfast and dishes and set up the tables and get the plates out for the hoppers first so they could set the tables um, before breakfast and i started off asking some really serious questions i was like what is the lodge i don't know what the lodge was <laughs> and i'm like what bell i don't know where that is you know do you guys have clocks i don't have a watch on me i don't know because my third year at camp i don't know why i didn't have a watch i feel like i should have known better but you know is what it is and we are sitting outside the pool deck and outside the pool deck there's like rocks little pebbles bordering the kind of concrete i know joe bob i know what, you know what this is but i don't really know any better way to explain it <laughs> And me and this camp baby, we just started kind of tossing these little pebbles back and forth at each other. And Turtle was getting a little, little ticked off. It had been—we were over halfway through over the summer or so, and it had probably been a long summer for her. You know how it is, just being out in the sun. And sometimes you have a rough week of kids. <laughs> um, and so then my questions started getting a little dumber, because uh, we, we we decided to kind of edge on Turtle a little bit more. You know, we were saying, why is the grass green? Why is the sky blue? Why is there a pool here? Why is there water in the pool? <laughs> we had known her about five minutes, probably. And we decided this is how we were going to start the week off. And so Turtle, she kind of hollers out, why are you being such a dumbo? And she kind of yelled it so we have these counselors running and be like is everyone okay because you don't yell at camp you only yell if someone's hurt or you know the five b's and uh, bleeding broken bitten uh, burnt or uh, barfing <laughs> you know five b's it's a safe bet if you know if one of five b's you can yell but if you're not don't yell and obviously none of those things were happening and so all these counselors like are freaking out being like oh my gosh someone's hurt and we're like, oh, no, we're all good. I'm like, well, I think I found my camp name. And then ever since, Turtle and I are besties. She pinned me for us at one. She she wasn't there for sit two. You, you Did you pin me?
0: I might have. I, I think you might have pinned me. I, I think I so might have, forgetting yeah. this. Probably me.
1: Yeah, I, was, I remember maybe O'Malley and Bard pinned me. Because I think I asked for Turtle, but I don't think Turtle could make it out. Yeah. Because we were at Minahama. Mm-hmm. Wow. I remember you interviewed me um, for JC. We, did, we were supposed to do like a mock interview. I do remember that.
0: Yes. That was a crazy That's, summer. That was an absolutely crazy summer. So a couple of things that you said that I wanted to clarify for listeners. Hoppers. That yes. is a camp caper, which is like a camp chore. At our home camps, every unit has a certain chore that they do. And it just depends on the day of which tour they have. And hoppers, they arrive early at meals to go make sure that the table is set and that the food is ready and that the dining hall or lodge is just ready to go. And then the five B's, I completely forgotten about the five (laughs) B's until you brought them up. I want to make sure that I've got them Uh, bleeding, barfing, bruised, broken. I don't remember the last B. I think it's bitten. Bitten. That was it. (laughs) Yes. I live by the bees. That's right. Oh, my goodness. What a time. When you start
1: yelling. You're like, one of the five bees? No? Okay. Well, then maybe don't yell. (laughs)
0: Exactly. I remember when I was growing up, it was three bees. And then we added a couple more because, you know, there's more bees to be had. (laughs) Yeah. I know. All the bees. So, Well, my next question for you is. What kept you coming back to camp summer after summer? I think
1: what kind of made camp feel like a second home to me was after the wishboat ceremony. I, I think you guys have talked about the wishboat ceremony a little bit here on your podcast before. But it was just such a special thing for me. Because it really like made you feel like you were all a part of something and you were a part of the camp magic, even as a camper counselors make the camp magic but, but as a camper you're still part of it and you, you know especially when you're an older camper and I was a, I did camp aid many many summers and so I felt like in some little bin way I was able to make some camp magic or interact with the counselor and kind of make them smile even though that was you know that was their goal was to make us smile but I really enjoyed making the counselor smile too or their kids and you know making doing something crazy for them to give the counselors a little break here or there when you kid but i really loved you know have kind of how goofy we could be but also how real we could be with each other all at the same time because you know one side you're doing something really crazy and something you would never do here in the real world but then you also have some of those little real world moments of bonding and really becoming one as a group it's just a really special place it's really hard to capture in words it's just such a big feeling
0: (laughs) you have to experience it (laughs) absolutely I think especially like when you were talking about being at the wishboat ceremony I don't think there's never been another time in my life where I felt more connected like the earth and with Mm -hmm. others until that moment of time so I definitely resonate with you on that very much so did you get any sort of those big feelings at Camp Sacagawea this last summer too with some of their traditions as well
1: I had some big feelings with it I wouldn't say I had as big of feelings but also one summer there versus what six summers at Camp Pembroke. I think I was holding on a little bit too those big feelings at Finbrook and I was holding those a little bit closer to my chest and maybe not fully embracing some of the camp uh Sacagawea traditions as you know as I could but it, I think it was just a, such a sudden change that I just didn't want to lose everything from Finbrook all in one go um, and it was just such a, such an important thing. I could be totally mistaken but I don't feel like they have as many traditions in that sense of those somber moments of all of us sitting quietly around, you know, a pool and making a wish. You know, we did do final final night campfires and that was probably the closest thing that they would have to a wish boat where we would do a friendship circle and with the whole entire camp. We would all... Uh, stand in a big circle with our right arm over our left and we'd hold hands and we would sing I'll walk with you always which is a beautiful song sing that every week Um, we would turn out of it so you'd unwind your arms and like turn backwards it's very hard to explain with words Uh, I'm sure if you google friendship circle something will pop pop up if you want to see it Um, but it's 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 you know, it's nice and we would do the hand squeeze and pass it along through the song and it was beautiful but it it didn't hit me as hard as the wish boat ceremony but it was pretty in its own way.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that very much. So, So talking more about your experiences maybe growing up and being on staff, who were some people from camp that inspired you and what did they do to do that?
1: I've always loved Turtle since my first year here at camp. I feel like I related a lot to her personality-wise, which is probably another reason why we get along so well now. Um, she, When I first met her, she was a little bit more on the quiet side. And I was especially really quiet as a kid. Uh, you, know, Each year, I would get a little bit more louder each year, but I was never a big leader of the pack. You know, I would you know, say the idea. But you know, it, I, someone else was always talking louder over me. And so I think I really uh, followed Turtles. She had her moments. And also a reason I fell in love with her is that, you know, she, she knew how to make her presence known, but she didn't always feel like she had to be the center of attention. So I really feel like I learned how to be a leader from her. You know, I'm not someone, you know, when you walk in, like Joe Bob, when you walk in a room, Everyone knows where you are all the time. <laughs> Everyone's keeping tabs on where you're at. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, where's Joe Bob? Is she gonna come by the unit? And you know, she's gonna watch me zipline, is she gonna sing songs with us, oh my goodness. you know, at lunch? Um I would be like, oh, you know, but yeah, you know, I don't think anyone's asking where Turtle or I am. But if we start singing a song and we were in it, all the kids were in it too. I think we've mentioned before, but the mango song that you happen to write. Oh, I didn't write it.
0: I can't take credit for that. I found it, but I did not write it. (laughs) Oh, see, I don't think
1: Camp Sack knows that. Oh, well, that's all we were saying was that you wrote it and we added
0: a few verses here and there over the summer. Let that be the lore. Let it be the lore. But I did not write that song. I just picked it up and I was like, that's a good one. That's a camp top 10 hit right there. I'm going to teach that. Oh, yeah, it
1: became a Wednesday song really fast. And for those of you guys that don't know, a Wednesday song is a song that we don't sing for the first half of the week. We won't sing it until Wednesday because everyone sings it so much and it gets overused so much. It drives the counselors insane. And so it becomes a Wednesday song. So we don't have to hear it as much.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it got bad
1: about halfway through the summer. And we're like, we can't do this
0: anymore. (laughs) I love that it stayed especially because you just talked about like when, when you've worked with me and when you've seen me in action, like I have had that big presence, but when I was up at Camp Sacagawea in 2021, I was in a very different place in my life. And I was also working with CITs that summer. And so I was really only working with like four girls, four older girls at a time. So my presence wasn't big. My presence was more of a mentorship role, like, me and my co-counselor Marvel, our job was just to make sure that they were doing the things and we were just helping as needed. We were there guiding them. So it was a very different role for me. It was very, very hard for me to take that step back because that's not who I am. But to be able to have these girls have a chance to lead, that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's nice to know that I still like made a bit of an impact that summer because yeah, I definitely took a backseat to like being in the spotlight and everything so that my girls so that my cits my counselors and training would be able to do that for their girls and stuff like that so that's awesome that's i'm glad to know that that was a big that was a big um that song made a big impact but i cannot take credit for writing it (laughs) i sure can't i might have added a verse or two but i cannot take credit for it at all
1: I think it was the first week of, of camp, and someone requested it. So, like, none of the staff, like, came to their mind at first, and they were like, what? And then so the camper started singing it. And then all the counselors from the previous year or whatever, they – it came back to them, and they were like, oh, my gosh. And it was just the you know, you could see it on their face of the excitement of – I always remember when, you know, once – summer starts rolling around i start trying to remember all the camp songs i'm like oh my gosh i remember it i have this still inside of me and then i think i have that camp song stuck in my head for two weeks
0: oh my gosh and how funny because like i was only there for two weeks how funny is it that one camper had it in her head for the last nine months and then was just like i gotta sing this song I'm like those that
1: campers' parents. I can just, I can see that kid singing it constantly. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) We did it for a final campfire. I think it was like the first week of that I was there, and we let this one girl just kind of go off because she was funny, and she had like dropped the mango on the ground, and she had ended it with, "I gave the mango to my sister." Yep. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh! This is—it's a never-ending song. It can be sung differently every single time. Oh, yeah, no,
1: the sister definitely stayed in the song. Oh, did it? Oh, oh that yeah. Makes me so happy. Yeah. We, <laughs> so we, you know, you have the mango. Um, you uh, did you smash the mango first, and then you sniff the mango, and you painted with the mango. Oh gosh.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it was it was a whole thing. I love you, it. You, you dropped the mango on the ground and you picked it up and gave it to your sister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: I say about every week if we had a, the camper was there from the previous week. I'm sure they had they had a new verse ready for us. I think someone rewrote almost like the whole entire song
0: and just changed up enough to give it a different storyline. And see, I love songs like that. And there's not a lot of them where you can do that with. But like, do you know the song "Your Mama Don't Wear No Socks"? Oh my gosh, we taught that to Camp Sack. How did they react to that?
1: They absolutely loved it, but they could not figure out the words.
0: Oh my goodness! Like like Turtle and I would
1: just be over here jamming, clapping, and they would be like, "They're like, we love this, but how? (laughs) How do we do this?" And you, we would try to run through some of the verses and stuff. But that's a really—it's you really have to
0: know the verses. Well, all you have to 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 do is go. You can say whatever you want yeah. as long as you rhyme. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, throw the sock somewhere and have yeah. it rhyme with wherever you throw it. Like, that's all that matters.
1: Oh, my oh, gosh. It was so good. I, We love that song. And we only got to sing it a few times there. I think it was for... Sit no it had to be set for first set one for final night campfire the CITs we had to come up with a skit or a song to perform at the final night campfire and we did a rendition of your mama don't wear no socks but it was all with like counselor names with, uh, with all the CIT names oh that's awesome it was incredibly crazy and hectic and it was fantastic that's amazing because I, Well, our sit, sit one class was sixteen of us.
0: I re- Oh my gosh, I remember yeah, we the giant so one.
1: So many of you. <laughs> Did you hear oh our gosh. sound off for sit two? We we would sound off with the McNards. Oh my gosh, remind me of that. That was the summer that we threw the word Mick in front of everything, oh, and we yes. loved McNards, and so it. It was so long because there were sixteen of us. I remember I was an exclamation point or something, or the word and.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: That's... Oh my gosh! It was insane, but because all the the younger girls they would have to count off. You know, they would do the two, four, six, eight. You know, right? Um, and we wanted to be cool like that, or we wanted to show the kids it was cool to do that. Uh, and so we count with our own ones, and so. We did it without, um, that was the summer uh, O'Malley and Bard were in charge of us. And they didn't know we did this. Uh, And then they found out, they heard about it, and they loved it. Uh, But then we would sound off so often. Other counselors were getting so annoyed by the fact that we we kept sounding off. Every time we left a place, we would sound off. Our goal was to be obnoxious, and we succeeded greatly.
0: Yes, but you guys were also awesome, like- even though there were so many of you, like I've never heard of another program that was the size of ours. Like granted, we only ever had like 120 campers like on here, and that's like a lot. So to say that like 16 of those were counselors and training is huge. But even though you guys were a lot, you guys were awesome. Like you guys had all grown up at camp and knew the expectations of going from becoming a camper to a counselor like leadership, all of that good stuff. So it was it was very rewarding to be able to see that.
1: I think it was crazy that, uh, but Clover, I actually met her my first summer at Fenbrook and we didn't know it until, yeah, no, it was it too, because we were telling the, uh, the same story and we're like, that could have happened twice. And we're like, with the same counselors and everything, it was a Smooth's unit, Smooth's first year as a counselor. Who's in unit? Um, and there was a lighter had accidentally fallen inside of a fire pit, <laughs> and it had like exploded on us during a uh, pack out, where we cook over a fire one day a week, um, and we make our own meals over the fire. Um, and this lighter exploded in this fire pit. Oh my While God. we ate breakfast, and Clover and I were telling the story at the same time, and we realized that my first camped, camp aid and a I. guess like a normal camper Uh, I did zipping zip on which was the title of one of their units and Clover and I were both in it and it was crazy to know four years later that we were in we were doing sit two together that's really cool I love that and Ladybug was in that unit
0: too oh Ladybug oh that's fun and she's another Kansas City native as well so yeah yeah, we, we got a lot of people from Kansas City to come down because that's a good, what, three and a half, four hour drive?
1: Yeah, and I think it's because we don't have any resident camps here in Kansas City. Yeah. They're they're all shut down. We only have day camps
0: here. And so if we want resident camps, we have to branch out. That's true. What is the most important lesson that you've learned from camp?
1: Nothing goes as planned. <laughs> You can try to plan all you want, but you have to be flexible and you have to be willing to work with whatever you have on hand Um, because maybe someone didn't get something at the store that you needed to do an activity and you have to be able to change um, programming quickly because your kids, you thought your kids would be really into something and then they're totally not or they finish it in five minutes. And so you have to be really flexible and have all these extra things in your back pocket ready to pull out. And sometimes those things that you don't have planned out um, at all or just barely, those are the most memorable moments for the campers. Um, And sometimes you also can plan some really, really cool things. We did an alien hunt, and that was awesome. Um, We got watermelons and glow sticks, and we made the watermelons glow with the glow sticks and we had to like destroy their eggs to save camp it was awesome oh my goodness it was fantastic stretch was um stretch was the um camp director that year um and so she was infected um by the aliens and so we had to like hose her down in water (laughs) to save her (laughs) it was fantastic um it was for a night adventure unit of some sort and so it's all older girls and they had a blast um but even though we had planned it a certain way and it didn't quite work out that way but the kids still uh the campers they just loved shooting water at the camp director and i don't blame them and they got to squash watermelons and then some ate them and i don't know
0: how safe it was but you know kids oh my goodness and I'm sure they were none the wiser either. They were like, "This is exactly how it was supposed to be planned, and it was amazing." So,
1: yeah, no, you you just you really just have to go with the flow at camp, uh, and really just make do with what you got and make something happen. And they don't really know what's planned, and and that's okay. That you know, even if you don't know what's planned, you know you can ask them. It's especially with Girl Scouts, it's all about being girl led, and so you know they finished their project early. What do you, what do you guys want to do? Um, we want to go do crafts, we want to go make bracelets because some units they just want to make friendship bracelets
0: all day long. Oh my gosh, yes, that's all they want to do. (laughs) Just Uh, want to sit and talk and make friendship bracelets. And it's like, you know, there's a pool right there, yeah, you know, that we have a zip line, yeah, like we have so much programming like and all they want to do is make friendship bracelets i totally understand that it's like we
1: can go learn how to build fires and you can work on your one match fire award or you know um whatever and just like we, we can do other things we can learn whittling
0: you oh, know like oh, we, we have that. other
1: things here we can do that's a that box of friendship string man yes hot commodity right there
0: that is my goodness well, I'm curious to know, what is your funniest camp story?
1: Wait, this is the funniest thing I've probably ever said at camp. I'm the most proud of it completely. Um, I don't think I've ever said anything better in my life. Um, so these campers, they were kind of younger, um, probably fourth, fifth grade or so. Um, they asked me if I had seen Stranger Things, um, and my response was, I I haven't seen any strange things here, um, because they were, of course, were talking about the TV show, and then I just ignored it, because we're in camp world, and it's all magical, and so I had these kids just going on and on about, they're like, no, have you seen the show Stranger Things? I was like, I don't see any strange things here at camp, there's nothing strange here, you know, we're just in the craft barn. I'm like, what, 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 what do you see of that strange? Uh, and we just went on and on and on. But it was one of my proudest moments because these kids, I just thought it was the most funniest thing I'd ever done that week. Yeah. And, you know, it really wasn't anything really exciting whatsoever. But, you know, of course, the kids really, uh, they loved the one-on-one interaction. They also Love trying to get you to say something about the real world. They're always about wanting well, to know your real name. And what, like, do you know what a phone is? And all these other things. Or, What's a computer? What's the internet? You know, do you know these things? And then they try to teach you about these things. And so then they're these kind of experts. Technically, there was no campers. There was no campers. It was the counselor's final night campfire at Camp Sacagawea. And I don't know if you know Larry. Abe's sister is Larry's best friend in some sorts. It's a whole thing. But Larry, Turtle and I, we hung out all summer long. She has some fantastic stories. Uh, but she loves pinatas. And so she got a pinata one of the first weeks of camp. And she saved it for the last night campfire. She brought it onto the campfire. And someone was holding the pinata. And she grabbed a stick from the woods, of course. It's pretty level ground. Uh, you know, there, it's we're still on the woods and stuff so it's not perfect or anything but she takes the swing at it and she just i don't know how she did it but she she's like spinning on one foot toppling over um, she's just we're like how in the world did you fall you know there was nothing there in front of you you know, we had flashlights all on you she just there's just a video of her just whirling out of control and she, she she barely hits the pinata she's kind of crazy i love her She's, she's wild, though. <laughs> she's kind of the you of Camp Sack. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's how I would describe her.
0: That's awesome. She
1: has your energy.
0: Well, would you mind telling our listeners what do you do when you're not at camp or what do you do in the real world?
1: In the real world, sadly, right now, I'm not doing much of anything. I'm currently working on getting the whole job. Uh, I want to be a social worker, medical field, hopefully with the elderly community which is a lot different than working with kids at camp. Uh, it's a, definitely a huge age difference. I originally wanted to work with kids in the social work field, but I have since changed to working with elderlies and uh, elderly people um, in geriatrics and working with them, uh, transitioning from the hospital setting or uh, to the home, back to uh, or to a nursing home, to a rehab facility. And getting them connected to resources that they need um, to make their transition better um, along with any additional support that they might need or their family might need. But right now I'm just uh, waiting on getting a job until I uh, start my master's program uh, in the summer. and then I'll be doing that until the spring and then hopefully I'll get a a real big girl job. I go to big girl school and I'm
0: working on the big girl job. That's awesome. If you could bring, anything from camp into your everyday life, what would it be? I would bring the kindness of
1: camp into the real world. Sometimes I think the real world is a little kind of harsh in some ways or, you know, some people, they aren't always as open or accepting or as kind to other people. But at camp, we really have to, be close to one another, help people out when we can, when we see someone struggling, you know, we're not afraid to go up to and ask them, "Hey, are you okay? What can I do to help you?"
0: Well, if you could change one thing about your camp experience, what would it be? I wish that I had the summer that
1: Turtle and I had planned. I'm very glad that I got to spend the summer with Camp Sack, and I wish I still had that summer. But I still wish I had the additional summer of Turtle and I taking camp on and all the adventures that we would go on. I do really miss that, that potential that uh, we had for camp. Turtle, Larry, and I, we all last summer came up with our fake camp, Camp Rover Lane. Um, One day we may or may not create this camp. Um, We shall see.
0: (laughs) It's definitely like you're grieving a loss for sure. And that's definitely valid. I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that with us. And who knows, maybe one day you'll be able to run it back and do another summer at camp and be able to know what that would be like. It's always been my dream of one day, like in like my, my 50s, like having enough money and just being like, yeah, I'm going to purchase this piece of property. I'm going to open up camp here. So you, you never know like what kind of opportunities will come your way. So, oh, please awesome. hit
1: me up when you're in your 50s and you have enough money. Hey, I'm <laughs> hitting you, Turtle, and Larry
0: up and be like, all right, guys, we're starting it. What was that name again? Camp uh, Rover yeah. Lane.
1: It's all based off Abe's sister's dog.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Well, Abe Her, She has a three-legged dog,
1: and she's adorable. Abe's sister's dog is the mascot of this camp, um, and she's going to be the emotional support animal for this camp. Um, I love this. And the acronym... Camp rubber Lane. We may or may not have like a whole Google email associated with it. You know, PowerPoints, looking for <laughs> uh, people to monetize this project. Oh my gosh, you guys are like actually legit about it. So... No, we we were we seriously looked at it. We were looking at how much platform tents cost, looking at land. Um, so Larry Turtle and I were all living on the property. We're gonna have like little townhouses almost on camp property and we're all gonna be neighbors and our little scooters because we're old little ladies and so we can scooter around camp and stuff well now you guys like almost have a business plan that's fantastic yeah we also have a potential investor because he's like a billionaire or something oh my
0: gosh My Larry
1: Larry has connections that's all I can say
0: that's pretty cool I'll be pulling for camp rover lane that's that sounds amazing what is your favorite camp song
1: oh gosh oh there's so many good ones basically almost any of the slow songs moon on the meadow is always a good one or daisies in the sun oh i love daisies in the sun that's uh, such a cute one i also like the turkey song that's my favorite fun song is the turkey song
0: that is definitely a
1: wednesday song (laughs) i would sing that all day of the week but camp sack they they sing it differently i know i i I can't do it (laughs)
0: well I'm a little offended because oh, yeah. I'm fairly certain we brought it to their yes attention we did and they changed it and it's like you're not keeping the heritage of it like this is from southern Missouri and we're gonna have a southern Missouri accent when we sing it like mm-hmm. <laughs> remember they loved it so much they they always did it so well well I typically ask my guests if they would, wouldn't mind singing their favorite camp songs i know you mentioned daisies in the sun or the turkey song would you mind singing one of those for us here i can sing the turkey song well i'll be your echo then this is a repeat after me song this is a repeat after me song i went down to the river i went down to the river and i took a little walk and i took a little walk and i met up with some turkeys and i met up with some turkeys and we had a little talk and we had a little talk i was a worship them turkeys i was a worship them turkeys and i hung them on the line and i hung them on the line and i said we could be some turkeys i said we could be some turkeys Oh, any old time. Oh, any old time. That was so that good. Song. Oh thank my you. gosh. And thank you for doing it in the traditional Missouri fashion. The only <laughs> version I will ever acknowledge. Cause if you don't stare somebody in the eye and pretend that your knee is a washboard and stare someone down while you're saying, I don't wash them turkeys, <laughs> it's not true.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like my brain doesn't process their hand motions anymore. You know, they're just odd oh yeah you can't do it i totally get it when they went walking and they were hanging them they were like the same motions and i'm like what is this
0: i appreciate that thank you (laughs) what is your favorite camp meal (sighs) okay it's a dessert does that count yes
1: okay there i feel like there is some debate on what it's called but i believe they are Dough boys, the crescent rolls that you wrap around a stick, a skewer, and then you roast them over the fire. And then you put butter and you put cinnamon sugar on them. Ooh, I, yeah, I love those, but I don't cook them. <laughs> I just take the dough and I dip it in t- inside the cinnamon sugar bag and I just eat it. I was a camp aide, or maybe as a CIT one, I remember I was put in Turtles Unit to have dinner with their unit because all the ca- their unit also had walking tacos and you know how they never give you enough for walking mm-hmm. tacos that you never get enough food when you have walking tacos and so I just like ate dessert I think I even came in late and so they didn't know I was even with their unit until dessert oh my gosh oh I think we were doing and training with stretch and then I think we got sent out to units and I just ate like a can and a half of dough Oh, my gosh. Yep. is the, are- the one who introduced me to it, and that's uh, all I like, will eat now. Who introduced
0: you? Sorry. Turtle. Oh, yeah. No, packouts are so hit or miss, too. My goodness. It's hard to get everybody fed on those nights, for sure. Well, my next question is, what is your favorite camp tradition? I want to say wish boats, but I feel like that's
1: an obvious one. This was actually my favorite tradition since my first year at camp down in Louisiana. We also had four fires down in Louisiana. It was kind of different, of course, with uh, the origins of it, but the principle of I uh, would be going to camp in that council for four years to get initiated into the four fires. And I was so you know I had been working towards that. I did two years in Louisiana, and I was so hopeful that that, that somehow my years would transfer over when I came to Finbrook. But to finally kind of be part of that organization, I really appreciate the dedication that that organization showed of coming to camp for four years and then kind of showing it as like a leadership role to the younger girls and like the skills that you learn by coming to camp for four years of fire building, knife safety, and all the fun adventures you'd go on in between. I had always wanted to be a part of since my first year. Now in Louisiana, their initiation into it was a little intense. Like you couldn't talk for a whole night. It was a little much. I was so happy to be initiated into four fires in Pembroke.
0: And we try to make it more of like an invitation more than like an initiation. To just <laughs> like, hey, you've met the requirements. Congratulations. So like instead of like, a whole to do about it looking back on it i do wish we would have gone about it differently though i understand trying to meet the needs of the merging of the council and the merging of the camps but coming from someone who grew up at finbrook way before all of this happened where the most important thing was just the wishboat ceremony and then if you wanted to keep coming back to camp it was like great we would love to have you But then we started really coming up with all these awards and stuff for your weeks and years of service. And at the end of the day, I don't know if that really matters. What matters is just the memories that you made. And maybe that's just me looking back on it. I'm like, I wish we would have just gone about that a little different. But I understand that at the time, everybody was grieving, you know, losing a part of their summer and having to share and losing a part of their traditions. And we were just trying to ease everybody through that transition. But I'm glad that it made a good impact on you. Now that you say that, too, it's like, why shouldn't you have been a part of Four Fires? You, it's like, this wasn't your first go at a Girl Scout camp. You know what I mean? You had gone all your life. So you, you already knew what it was about. You already knew about the promise and the law, which is really what, what is the most important, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Well, I'm wanting this podcast to go on for a really long time. So I keep asking all my guests, who should I interview next?
1: I think it would be great to interview O'Malley. She is fantastic. And... She's worked with a lot of different high ropes areas and kind of shows more of the facilitator perspective to show on your podcast.
0: I've worked with O'Malley quite a bit. O'Malley is fantastic. I'll definitely be be in touch with O'Malley. What do you miss the most from camp? Camp is just such a special place. I feel like there's so many different little
1: bits and pieces to miss. It's hard to pick a big one. I miss Fembrook. I haven't been to Fembrook in a while and kind of Fembrook in general, Because I'm not sure when the next time I'll be able to go there will be. Because last time I was at Pembroke, it was for a family camp prior to the summer session starting. It was about two weeks before we found out about everything. And so I didn't know that was going to be my last time that I was really going to set foot on Pembroke. And uh, there was a lot of kind of chaos going on when we were there for the family camp. And so I think I just kind of miss Fembrook in general. And... I kind of miss my childhood in a way. Uh, life's getting a little bit more real now. I miss the days where I was, you know, CIT r- chasing around little children that were, I don't know, they were doing some crazy things, sometimes being aggressive and other ones just being unclothed <laughs> and running around like maniacs.
0: Oh my gosh, yes.
1: That's a very vivid memory in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> i, um, I could have been one of the funny ones but i don't know <laughs> there's always sometimes you know you, once you start thinking of camp memories more and more start appearing there was a time where i i taped cit's tape stretched to a chair that might have been the funnier a funnier moment oh and when and we dragged her around the lodge
0: that's funny i love that well where can people find you if they want to contact you or follow you
1: probably instagram i don't post on there ever but i can be reached that way i i am hoping to start posting on it a little bit more but i'm horrible at it they can reach me on instagram at haley uh, h-a-l-e-y hockstetter h-o-c-h-s-t-a-t-t-e-r a long last name i know awesome well, Dumbo,
0: thank you so, so, so much for being on the Camp Kids podcast. That is all the questions that I have for you. Was there anything else that you wanted to share with our fellow listeners? I'm just so glad that you created this podcast and
1: we get to hear about all these different people and I really get to reminisce about the good old camp days because that's you know, they'll always be there with us and they're always really fond memories to go back on and I'm so glad that... You're having a platform for us to all share our wonderful memories of these people that you may not know that impacted us when we were campers who impacted us as counselors even, Um, but you're giving us a place to say all these different things. And we get to share those with those people who might not know their impact on us.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, that's, that's the whole mission of this. And also just to bring people together who don't even know that they're connected within the camp world and everything since we don't really have a platform for that there's a big platform for people who do camp professionally and then there's platforms for like certain individual camps but there's not like a come all everyone who's been affected by camp type of place and that's the mission and that's the goal with this project all right camp kids that was Dumbo make sure to give them a like and a follow and follow the link in the show notes as well. If you are enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let's keep our Camp Kids community growing by spreading it to others who are also part of this camp community. If you also wouldn't mind leaving a rating or review, preferably a five-star rating, that would greatly help this podcast grow as well. Next week, we'll have another interview with our first camp couple, Our names will be revealed next week on who that is. That's all that I've got for you for now. But remember, this is good night and not goodbye.